0: Welcome everyone to this episode of Manufacturing Talk Radio. I'm Tim Grady and I am here with Lou Weiss. Together we host Manufacturing Talk Radio and Lou is the president of All Metals and Forge Group, the sponsor for the show. Their company produces open die forgings and seamless roll rings for industry. If you're looking for that product, go to steelforge.com. Joining us today is Tom Mead. Sorry, John Mead. John is the Vice President of Sales for Total Logistics. T-O-T-A-L-O-G-I-S-T-X. Go to totallogistics.com if you want more information, which you're going to want more information when we finish speaking with John because we've got so much to talk about in the world of supply chain. John, it's a mess. How do we straighten it out?
1: Well, Tim. Uh, first of all, thank you for uh, having me on the show today. I appreciate it to you, you and Lou. Um, unfortunately, I don't think there's a silver bullet. Right? Uh, <laughs> I, th- there isn't uh, anything short term. Thanks, Thanks yeah. for being on the show. <laughs> Sorry, Lou. <laughs> Have a good day, guys. Um, no, you know there 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 isn't a short term solution to this, and and where we really is is going to require a lot of. Uh, different groups working together to to come up with some solutions to ease ease some of the tension but you know it, it starts with the ports but then it get, then goes to the drivers then it goes to the warehouses and, and beyond there and there, there are a lot of issues at every level so you know it's it's we need to get get busy helping to solve these but you know I think what every shipper out there can do is, is to work very diligently to make sure that the rest of the house is in order and making sure that they're doing everything they possibly can to manage the rest of their business as effectively as possible. Um, you know, I think Lou and I had a conversation the other week where he was talking about his contracts uh, with his ocean contracts coming up. And, you know, the, the ocean lines are, are negotiating right now for your May to May contracts. And, and that's, that's occurring now. So, you know, that's, that's a good news, bad news kind of thing. Right. You're you're getting a forecast of what 2022 into 23 is going to look like, but the bad news is it's it's not, it's gonna be higher, much higher than you know you've ever seen pricing before. And you know, I, I think that's a reality. And and how we all choose to deal with that now, how we all can deal with it, is is what we all need to figure out. Um, our our position has always been to recommend you gotta leverage relationships. You have to leverage technology and you have to make sure that you're doing everything you can to make sure that the rest of your business is moving and managed as effectively as possible.
2: Aside from raising prices on our customers, what is the solution? Because, well, yeah, just one more point, because yeah. the big question is, and has been, can we pass these higher expenses on to our clients? Well, the answer has become yes, because we need goods, our clients need goods, their clients need goods. So we're gonna be paying for all up and down the line, just like we are with the uh, Trump tariffs. Uh, were were we passing it on to the customers? Is our or comp- other companies passing it on? Of course they are. They they complain, they gripe, but they understand. Mm-hmm. My feeling is, like what you said, is how do we find the solution to this?
1: Yeah. So um, the money going out, right, to to pay for this these increased costs. Is 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 definitely um, ca- causing a lot of uh, angst, right? And and the ability to pass on those costs to the client is not always there. We all know that, right? You can't just say, "Oh, you know, I'm getting charged more, so I'm going to pass that on to you." That's you know, over time, that is a, a gradual process that is accepted, and 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 you know, maybe they'll they'll come to understand the reason uh, reason for it. But short term, it's not. Uh, And that's why you really need to look internally and and start to tighten the belt, start to leverage any technology you can, you know, TMS systems, transportation management systems available in the industry that helps any shipper to automate that order to ship process. And the technology out there is fantastic. Um, You have uh, a wide variety of offerings depending on your need. Um, And, and, you know, there's a right fit. So my, my recommendation there is is, is just to, to make sure you do your homework, do your research. Um, we have a system that, that, that we, uh, a proprietary system that we developed early on. We developed it because we were in the market using a third-party system and felt that it didn't address enough of our needs, so we developed our own. Uh, and, and that's really what you need to assess in, in the research process is to, to determine what system is best gonna suit and address the needs that you have
2: as a shipper. Can, but, you, can you explain your uh, home brewed software solution? Sure,
1: sure. So, as I said, it, it helps to automate that order order to ship process. So, we, we just launched uh, with with a client recently, and they had three people managing the the uh, shipping process, right and uh, that, those three people uh, took about six hours out of their day to manage and ship 100, roughly 150 shipments a day, okay? So today we, we, we implemented our system and within six, probably more like eight weeks, uh, they're, they've now reduced that to a third of the time and with one less person. So they're able to ship the same volume with one less person because you know the, the, the efficiency of the system and the savings that have been achieved through implementing that technology has reduced the labor cost. It's also made them uh, more um, uh, aware and more um, uh, compliant with best practices. So least cost routing, uh, mode optimization, load consolidation, all of those things drive savings to the bottom line that then can help you absorb some of those costs that are coming and if they're not already on your doorstep they are coming but th- th- those are the kind of things that you have to start to achieve and invest first investigate find the right system uh but then I- embark on those uh projects because those projects will pay dividends they'll, they'll drive more savings to your bottom line and help you absorb some of these uh, increased costs.
2: So from what you just stated, you're dealing with the problem by squeezing the last bit of expense out of the administrative side of logistics. It's not addressing, and and I'm, I'm not faulting you, but it's not addressing what's causing this in the first place.
1: Yeah, because, you know, you and I, Lou and Tim, we aren't, between this the three of us in this conversation today, we're not solving the problem, believe it or not. We we aren't going to come up with a solution today that's going to alleviate the world of the supply chain issues. And and nor are we coming to an end of this issue anytime soon. I think this is, this issue is going to be with us well into 2022. So our recommendation is to... to again, influence our clients to tighten the belt, you know, do everything you can internally to operate as you possibly can. Because if you're not doing that, then the the impact of these increased costs are going to be pretty brutal and pretty difficult to absorb. And, you know, depending on how understanding your customer base is, I, I know for a lot of our customers, when our prices increase, they're not ready, willing, and, and accepting of our, our increases. They want to know why. They want justification, right? So, you know, I, I think it's 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 all of our responsibility as, as individual companies to make sure that we're operating as efficiently as we possibly can. Uh, and, and in doing so, you know, you will come out, you know, I, I, I hope we all come out the other end of this thing and, and uh, you know, continuing, continuing to do business as usual.
2: You mentioned earlier in, in a, our pre show get together about price gouging. And, you know, the news media is what it is. And they say certain things and don't say other things. And frankly, it's only been the last two or three years that they even talk about manufacturing, no less uh, uh, come up with solutions. But now they talk. About manufacturing, they talk about logistics. They talk about all these things that are uh, plaguing us. No one's talking about price gouging. Are they afraid to talk about it?
1: Oh, that's a that's a fair question. That's a fair question that I don't have a immediate answer for. I, I do know that, you know, th- these these as I said, Marriott just posted uh, record profits. Uh, UPS and FedEx uh, are, are posting huge profits. I think UPS also just posted a historical uh, profit for the quarter. You know, so yes, I mean, they are certainly taking advantage of the situation and implementing higher than customary and and historical increases. Um, You know, UPS and FedEx typically are are in step with their uh, annual increases, which they, they take in January. This year they they've jacked it up a, a, a percentage point. And you know, when you jack up a percentage point, a full point over the total business that they're handling on behalf of the US and, and, and globally, that's a substantial uptick in pricing. And again, I mean, they're going to they're going to suggest that it's it's due to the congestion issues, the constraints that they have delivering into congested areas. And they have very good explanations for why they need to, to take these increases. But at the end of the day, you look at the earnings reports and you're seeing substantial increases to their profitability.
2: So there you go. I, yeah, I, I, I will stop there. That, that's the point. So increased profits means price gouging. Your interpretation though. (laughs) It is my
0: interpretation. I've got a question for you in terms of the the pricing puzzle. uh, Two years ago, a container coming across from Asia to the US was 2000. They found a way pre-pandemic to get it to 4,000. Then the pandemic hit and all kinds of labor issues uh, on ships and on shore. They found a way to get it to 20,000 a container. I understand it's tailing off a bit, but short of a recession, I don't expect those container costs to come down much. Do you see them tapering off anytime in the near future that would uh, say to uh, companies that might become your customers,
1: Sit back, relax. It'll be okay. Yeah, no, no. I mean, once once the the carriers, whether they be ocean, uh, land carriers, parcel, LTL, full truckload, once they get a taste of those rates, it's very difficult for them to uh, take a step back and, and and give back. You know that those those revenues. Um, the reality is, it will. You know, the competitive nature of co- you know capacity demand will subside and, and we will have a a, a leveling out or right sizing of, of the rates. But again, I, I don't anticipate that to be within the next 12 months. I, I think that's gonna be hopefully towards the end uh, of 2022, but it may continue into 2023, I don't know. It's hard to say.
0: So let's talk about the customer here who has goods brought in from either Europe or Asia or some other country. What can your company do to help them work on that supply chain to squeeze cost out? Does it start with the loading of the container overseas all the way through? Where does it begin? Where does it end, John?
1: Yeah, I, I hate the, to, again, um, sound like a broken record, but the data, it's, it, it's, all, it's all about the data, big data. You know, we, we've been hearing this for a better part of a decade. Uh, with, with supply chain, it, it is the same. Um, it, it all, it, it, you need to understand the, uh, the DNA of your shipping activity. And in order to do that, you need a partner or you need someone in-house who is collecting that data in the right way and then providing you visibility to that activity. And once you have visibility to that activity, you can now start to identify areas of opportunity. Right areas of uh, pricing where it may be high and, and not competitive and pricing where you know you, you, you may see an opportunity for cost reduction through maybe consolidation uh, maybe through uh, uh, who you're using partner uh, partnering with a, a different carrier may provide additional savings but without that visibility it's it's hard to make any of those determinations right it's hard as we say if you can't see it you can't improve it you have to see it in order to make these improvements. And in order to see that visibility or see that activity, you have to start doing a, a, a very thorough data collection. And that data collection uh, happens, uh, you know, so our, our, the way we offer that data collection is during an audit process. So we provide a service, which is a freight audit and pay. And all the all of our clients' invoices come to us, Total Logistics, we do a, an audit, Data capture and reporting process. Now that, that provides a number of services right off the top, right? It provides an audit, which, in in the shipping world, there are numerous mistakes made each and every day, every week, uh, throughout the year. So we we find on average about three percent of your spend is being billed incorrectly. Okay, if you don't have the proper process. And technology in place allowing you to audit that efficiently and effectively, you're not you're not identifying those uh, overpayments, those mistakes, and you're not catching them. You're not correcting them. You're overpaying. Okay, so have have a partner who can help with that process. Uh, industry studies. I think, I think
2: at this point is it's really important i think you ought to give us your you, your your uh, email or url address so that people can take advantage of seeing you know the behind the scenes of uh, total logistics and see where they might be able to salvage
1: yeah yeah absolutely revenues. yeah so so you can reach us at www.totallogistics and again uh, not an easy uh, name to spell, uh, to spell, so I'll, I'll help there. It's uh, Total T O T A L O G I S T I X dot com. So yeah, please please do reach out. My email is jmead at totallogistics dot com, and uh, I'm I'm happy to help with any inquiries. But on the on the data management, the, the freight audit and pay, once we have we capture up to fifty different fields of information when we do the audit process and and with that 50 different fields of information over time it creates a very robust reporting engine uh, and system for us to now evaluate what you're doing how well you're doing it and and make any uh, suggestions regarding opportunities or areas of risk you know you you may be missing out on a significant opportunity just because you've never been able to pinpoint uh where the leakage was and you know, for most of our clients, when we engage, it becomes a whole new world. When we start to do the data capture and reporting of their activity, they see their they see their their management of their supply chain in a in a much different manner, right? in, in, a, in a way in which they can now say, "Wow, why aren't we why aren't we doing this? Or why, why aren't we consolidating this 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 product with that?" And it that that's why you need to have that kind of visibility. So again. Um, not many of our prospects that we call on each and every day have a process in place. It's, it's just what we've always done. You know, you know, when, when we go in and meet with them, you say, what's your audit process? <laughs> and technically you see a lot of looks around the room, right? Everybody's looking at each other, not really sure what to say, but it's, it's a, we, you know, we eyeball we eyeball it, we look and see if the discount looks right, we see if, uh, if the right carrier was used and we approve it, we send it over to accounts payable and they pay it. Great, you know, the fact is that it costs, industry studies suggest that it costs the average shipper anywhere between three to $13 to process a single invoice. Now that's, that's $3, best in class, right? That's a company that's really doing it as, as best they can. To the $13 who, you know, they're the guys who are looking around the room at each other. But and we've seen all types, right? And and there's very few at that three. So really there's the most most are at that seven to eight dollar range. We process it, we process it for a dollar per transaction. So it's an it's it's a hard service to say no to and and one that makes you that much better immediately.
2: On your website, do you have uh, sample reports, so that a uh, p- prospective client can see in advance what you're talking about.
1: Yes, yeah, yes. We have um, sample reports being our weekly, our quarterly's, and and with each client, you know, our support is very unique to them. I mean, it's it's a custom solution, so that we're addressing. The needs that they have, because every every company is a little different, right? Everybody has their nuances and, and, and strengths and weaknesses. We're, we're trying to fill in those gaps, those weaknesses, right? To, to make sure that they have those skill sets that they need in order to operate stronger, more productive day in, day out.
0: So John, aside from the audit, what else do you provide? And, and I'll tell you why I'm asking the question. Uh, in a perfect world as I see it from maybe a, a sales room where you get lots of questions about where's my shipment because the customer asking me where's their shipment and, and I have to answer them. I, I liken it to when I walk into uh, the airline terminal and I see these big screen TVs and I can see every flight when it's supposed to depart, you know what gate it's at, does your technology provide something similar that says, this, these are the goods, they're in this container, they're going on this ship, they're going to leave port here, they're going to arrive port there? Any of that transparency available?
1: Absolutely. And uh, a great question. Uh, visibility is probably the, the single biggest requirement that any company out there needs to effectively have. To manage their supply chain, uh, and visibility starts with you know that that order creation, right? And right where you, with the TMS that we talked about earlier, that where you you automate that order to ship process, the TMS technology doesn't stop once it ships. That's that's really once once it gets through that first process, the visibility component from that point forward, to your point, critical, critical, right? Because you have a number of key stakeholders involved with the process at that juncture, right? And what we're trying to establish is shared information that makes everybody better, more efficient, more informed at every step of the way. So uh, back in the day, I think uh, UPS was, uh, was one of the first to really adopt this. They had 70 different call centers around the country. And they found that you know by pushing information to the consumer, it, they were allowed, they, they were able to reduce the 70 call centers to three, you know, with a huge advantage, huge, huge cost savings. But that's because they made information available to the customer. So they stopped getting all these phone calls. The TMS does the same thing. Okay. When, when the shipment goes out, we, the technology follows that order. Right. And it now, as soon as the uh, shipment is confirmed, a message is sent to the uh, recipient, the customer. To say your shipment has been chipped we shipped it with this customer the uh, estimated time of arrival will be this day and this is the carrier delivering that product and the other helpful information is did the order ship in full did the po ship in full or did it ship short and if so what products didn't uh move on that order because your customer could be receiving that and planning production right on the on the other end they need to know what Items were short in order to properly manage production. So, key, very key. Great question. Visibility and shared information across the uh, uh, the supply chain to the key stakeholders is certainly something that every TMS needs to have uh, and provide.
0: And does the customer have access to uh, the information so that you know they don't need to make that phone call? They just go into their Uh, computer or log in and they can see what's what and where
1: yeah so that that, that's that's also a a a nuance right that's a nuance as we talked about every customer uh every shipper is a little different right and in some it's it's maybe an an internal company transfer and you're shipping raw material to production or you know something to that effect but if it's going out to a, a customer yeah, it's it's up to you how you between you and your customer how you want to share that information. You know, most companies it's it's just a, a ASN, automatic uh, shipment notification, and that just sends a link to the client. It's just like getting an email in your box in the morning, and then you, you you click on it, and it alerts you to what's what's coming inbound. That eliminates the customer service phone calls, the sales phone calls, you know, production phone calls. And allows everybody to be more efficient and more informed at the end of the day, which is the critical part.
2: I'm really really turned on by this. (laughs) I really am. We get the phone calls all the time. Yeah. Uh, Where's this? Where's that? When's it happening? When it why isn't it? You know, and on and on and on. I I would do it just so we didn't have to get the phone call.
0: John, what well, kind that's, of a log- that's a,
1: it's just another headache you can cross off, right?
0: Yeah. right. <laughs> what kind of a logistics spend, if that's how you measure it, do you have to have internally before uh, all metals and forge group could call you up and say, you know, I need you in house. Well, come work with us.
1: Yeah, so it, it's right around that. Uh, we we say a million. Uh, but the the reality is it, it depends on your uh, uh, modal profile. So what what shipping modes are you? What what is your challenge today? Really is what, what it should start with, right? Is what are your challenges today, and what are you trying to achieve? Um, for you know for some, just having a TMS, it, it it almost doesn't matter how big you are. If the TMS then delivers efficiency that drives savings to your bottom line, you should be considering it. Um, but I've come across all sorts, but typically what we look at is a is million dollar spend and higher across you know, some uh, various modes uh, is, is really a good candidate to where we can come in, um, drive some significant savings, meaningful savings to the bottom line, help uh, the, the R-Insight uh, champion to uh, justify the, the investment uh, and, and to really you know, make sense of, of that relationship
2: but certainly something worthwhile for almost any manufacturer who's doing multiple shippings, you know, inbound, outbound and uh, warehousing and so on and so forth, uh, that, that, sounds, uh, that sounds terrific. Uh, <clears throat> Tim, uh, oh, uh, what I meant to ask you was, uh, do you, are, are you global in your services?
1: Yeah, so we're we grew up, um, you know, in in the U.S. very domestically. But you know, one of our, our in fact, it was our first client that we ever signed, uh, New Jersey-based company. Um, probably about the late '90s, came to the realization that manufacturing and, and distributing their product uh, uh, in the U.S. from New Jersey wasn't wasn't cutting it. A, the cost of manufacturing in New Jersey was was high distribution to the, the West Coast uh, clientele was was also high. Um, we helped them, we helped to evolve uh, their their footprint. And what that entailed initially was they, they moved their manufacturing down to South Carolina. Uh, that worked for a short period of time, I think probably four or five years. And and then they needed that next phase of efficiency and, and uh, global reach because now they were starting to ship their product. Uh, not just in the U.S., but uh, but globally, uh, we then uh, helped them to establish a footprint in in China and, and relationships with manufacturers there. Um, they they uh, imported uh, the, the the goods into the U.S. Uh, at that point in time, they were just using a single distribution center in Chicago uh, and distributing it to their their customers throughout today. They have distribution centers in Chicago, L.A., and, and Toronto, uh, and are flourishing uh, well as a 130-year-old company. Uh, so those are the kind of things that, you know, we, we, we look to, to help our clients uh, evolve but also make sense of uh, because, uh, you know, throughout the growth process, throughout, you know, whatever the uh, challenges that, that each and every shipper has, you have to evolve, right? You have to make sure that you are staying current with technology, staying current with, you know, the the, the best practices, um, and and make sure that you're implementing those as efficiently as possible.
0: Sounds like it must have. Yeah, it's, it certainly does. I'm, uh, and you're saying, John, your phones aren't ringing off the hook. Maybe this will help them ring off the hook because. Companies certainly have to look at this. As we have discussed, it's not going to get better, no. cheaper, faster.
1: Yeah, yeah. We we were chatting with a uh, company up in Massachusetts the other day, and and they are so hyper focused on the container business that you know they 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 aren't taking you know we we asked our normal questions, qualifying questions, and they they need help in multiple areas. But because they're so hyper-focused on the international, you know, the rest of the business is probably suffering. I, I can't say that for certain, but you know, that, that's, that's what we all need to safeguard against is to make sure that we're not hyper-focused on, on what's going on in, in the supply chain. There's very little uh, impact and controls that we can have to that. But what we can do internally to manage our business directly and, and as efficiently as possible, we have to. So I encourage you know, any company out there that, that is struggling with, with managing any facet that we talked about today, you know, give us a call, give, give you know, someone, you know, any, any partner out there who you can do research on and, and find that can offer these types of services, reach out to them. It'll be a huge benefit to the system uh, and the business.
2: For our audience who has joined us late, uh, I'd like you to restate your URL and your email address.
1: Yeah, so, so we are
2: Total Logistics.
1: We're a supply chain management consulting firm offering uh, our co- uh, consultative services, but also technology tools offering, uh, which are a significant part of our uh, current offering today. Uh, And, um, you know, please feel free to reach out to us. We are a cost savings partner. Uh, We look to reduce your current costs while implementing and uh, creating efficiencies within your operations. Certainly helpful for those companies who are looking to tighten the belt on costs. Um, You can reach us at www.totallogistics.com. That's T-O-T-A-L-O-G-I-S-T-I-X.com. And my name is John Mead. I'm the VP of sales here, and you can reach me at, at TotalLogistics.com. Thank you. Thanks, John, Luke. you appreciate the, uh, the opportunity today. Any, any further questions or anything else we want to touch on?
2: I, I think we have a wrap here. Uh, I think that this information is vital, uh, considering the uh, conditions that exist around the country, around the globe. And uh, just remember, when you hear this, a hundred ships offshore in L.A., it's a hundred thousand ships around the world.
1: Yeah, I'm going to go to the website you mentioned earlier. And, uh, yeah.
2: yeah, matter of fact, I'll mention it uh, here uh, to the audience. So, to go to marinetraffic.com, you will. If you're not sitting, you should be because you will be. You will be shocked as to what is going on you almost can't see water that's how many ships there are out there so, marine traffic.com well
0: john we appreciate you sharing with our audience and we encourage our audience to check out total logistics.com go to their website and while you're surfing the web we'd like you to go to jacketmedia.co.com which is the parent For this show and the other podcasts that we produce and broadcast. Once again, thank you for listening to this episode of Manufacturing Talk Radio.